0: Hello, everybody. This is Shlomo Kohn with the Pirkei Avos podcast, where we live with the ethics of the Torah. Today, we start with Perik Dalid Mishnah Yudzayin, fourth chapter, and it's the 17th Mishnah. So Mishnah says as follows. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon says, Shleisha There are three crowns. Number one, Keser Torah. There's the crown of the Torah. Number two is v'keser kahuna, the crown of the priesthood, v'keser malchus. Number three is the crown of the kingship. And the Mishnah finishes, v'keser sheim toiv o'ila But the crown of good name surpasses them all. So you have two parts of this Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah is telling us about the three crowns. And then the second part is telling us about crown of a good name. So what's going on over here? Let's try to take a deep dive into the Mishnah to understand what's going on. So the first thing is that on a simple understanding, the Mishnah, when it says that there are three crowns, telling us that there are three groups of people which the Torah obligates us to give honor to. And it's spoken about in the Torah. So number one is someone who is a Torah scholar. That's Keser Torah. It's the crown of Torah. Number two is the Kohanim, that's the Keser Kohuna, the crown of priesthood. And number three is the kingship, the Davidic monarchy, which is Keser Melucha. It's interesting to note that not all of them are equal because not everyone can become a Kohan. not everyone can become a king, but everyone has the ability to acquire the crown of Torah. You know, it doesn't matter what your lineage is, or what your background is, we all have that ability to get there, and that's something for us to remember. It's actually funny talking about not they're not all equal. You know, there's a famous joke that they say that there's a guy who comes to a rabbi and he says, "Rabbi, I want you to make me a kohen." So he says, "You know, I'm sorry, I can't make you a kohen. You just can't do that. You Can't make people kohen. He Says, "Rabbi, I want to be a kohen. Please make me a kohen. I'll give you." $10,000. He said, I'm sorry, I can't make you a Kohen. I'll give you $20,000. Please make me a Kohen. I'm sorry, I still can't make you a Kohen. So the rabbi asked him, he says, can I ask you a question? Why do you want to become a Kohen so badly? Because my father was a Kohen. His father was a Kohen. His father was a Kohen. So that's why I want to become a Kohen. But just not everyone has that ability to become a coin, right? It's something which is, you know, through birth, Depending who your father is, that's going to depend, you know, uh, determine if you're a Kohen or not. And also for the Davidic monarchy, only someone's from the line of David, from the house of David, which is from the tribe of Judah, the tribe of Yehuda, is able to become king. But the Torah, it's open for all, for everyone to gain from. And that crown is really greater than the other two. Brought down that someone who is a Torah scholar, if you have a Torah scholar versus a Kohen Gadol, a high priest who's unlearned, the Torah scholar, you give him honor before the high priest. It's just something to remember. Now, the question you could ask is that, how is it fair that somebody who's born to a certain tribe, such as a Kohen, or someone who's born to the Davidic part of that direct line from David, they have the ability to become the, the king. Why should they deserve my respect? So why is it that these people get more respect than others, even if they might not be on the level to deserve it? So to answer this question, I I have really two answers. The first one is that the respect and the honor that the Torah is requiring for a Kohen and for a king is not necessarily a honor for that person, but rather it's something that it's an honor that's for the position that they represent. You know, to understand this, it's like, You know, they say there's the office of the presidency to make a separation, right? That there's the the president there's the office of the presidency. There's a certain amount of honor and respect that even if you might not like the person who's the president, but the office demands a certain level of respect. And similarly, in in the army, a person who's in the army, when you walk by another officer who is a higher rank than you, you have to salute them because as the expression goes, we salute the rank, not the man. When a person's giving that salute, he might not like the person that he's saluting. He might disagree with him. He might look down on him, but he still has to give him that salute because if he's a higher rank than him, he has to salute that rank. So to make a separation, when it comes to the Torah this or these crowns of the Torah, specifically the crowns of kahuna, the crowns of priesthood and the crowns of the Malchus, the the monarchy, the the people that represent that crown, we're not giving the respect necessarily to them, but it's to who they represent. So no matter who it is, be someone you don't like, you still have to give them a certain level of respect. And it's actually interesting because we see by Moshe Rabenu that he gave a certain level of respect King Pharaoh because he was a king, he was a monarch, and that in itself deserved respect. And it just, it's just something for us to keep in mind. It's an important lesson that, and you might disagree with the person, but you still have to give respect to the, to the uniform or the office that that person is standing behind. Another, actually, another idea of the Mishnah that could answer our original question of is that how is this fear that people should get this respect, even if, you know, maybe they don't deserve it, is because there's, a, there's an integral belief here. When honor is given to somebody there's a reason why that person's getting that honor. Jewish people, we don't believe in coincidence. Coincidences, it's not part of our religion. Everything has a reason and we're all part of a plan and everything has a purpose. We're part of it from the very, very big things to the very, very small things. And when someone's placed in a position of authority, we believe that that person was given that authority from God. So the next time you're in the DMV, and the person behind the counter is giving you a hard time, you have to realize that that person as well was given that authority from God. It's something that demands our respect as well. So when you have a, a king or a Kohen, the Kohanim were the teachers of Israel, the king obviously is a ruler. There's a certain realization that they were given that authority from God, and that's something which deserves our respect. Let's continue. Kesser Torah, the crown of the Torah. That was, a, that was another one of the crowns. Now, It's something we can all attain, as I mentioned before. And the reason why specifically a tamachacham, a Torah scholar, deserves our respect is because if you have someone, what is a Torah scholar? Let's look at it that way. Somebody who's in a pursuit of truth, in a pursuit of making himself better, that also demands respect. So the second part of the Mishnah continues, the crown of kingship, the crown of kingship, And the crown of a good name surpasses them all. The Mishnah is teaching us that if somebody has a good name, it's worth more than all the other crowns. You have the crown of the Torah, the crown of priesthood, you have the crown of the kingship. If a person has a good name, it's worth more than that. That's one understanding. And how does he do that? That means through learning Torah and through doing the mitzvot, a person gains for himself the three crowns. It's something that everyone ultimately needs in order that they should be, be heard and for them to be successful. The first understanding of keser, shame, is that when somebody learns Torah and does mitzvos, he gains for himself a good name, which is more valuable than any treasure <coughs> that a person can ever imagine. And number two, why is it more valuable? Because a king, a Kohen, they could be doing their job. If they don't have a good name, people don't like them, they're ultimately not going to be successful. So therefore, if a person, if a person doesn't have that, he's lacking. You know, the example is given is that when you have a king, a king is not a king without a kingdom. A teacher is not a teacher without students. So if a person doesn't have that good name, doesn't work to have it, and how does he work to get that good name? Through Torah mitzvos? So that's why the having a good name is worth more than, than all the other crowns. Because through that, he will see a success. A second understanding of that a good name is worth more than the other crowns. It doesn't necessarily, it's not translated as a good name surpasses. It doesn't mean that having a good name surpasses the other crowns. But rather, it's understood that a good name just comes about from a person when he does what he's supposed to be doing. When a person does their job, when a Kohain does his job properly, which is working in the base on Migdash, he works in the base on Migdash and does everything he's supposed to do. When a king, king is supposed to judge the nation, when he judges in the proper way and he does what he's supposed to do, or a Torah scholar, when he treats people well, he does mitzvahs and he interacts with people nicely, you're going to get a good name. That's just what happens. You know, a lot of times people think that in order to get a shame tov, a good name, you have to do some big, actions, you have to accomplish some big, huge accomplishment. It's it's really not like that. When you do what you're supposed to be doing, you know, you learn Torah, you learn Torah, you daven, you treat people well, you do what you're supposed to be doing. So then you get that good name. It just happens. You don't have to do anything extra, extra special. It just happens. And something we keep in mind because we tend to forget sometimes the importance of the daily grind. It's the actual day to day in and out where we're trying to do the best we can that really makes a huge difference in us and ourselves and our own personal growth and at the same time in how others look at us as well. And when it comes to shame Tov, that's one of the things which I think it would affect. The idea that when we do what we need to do and every day, day in, day out, we're going to get that good name. And that's another idea of the Mishnah. Thank you everyone for joining the Perki podcast. Have a great day. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at rabbi Shlomo at gmail.com.